Time for us to uh, talk about some serious financial issues, right, that definitely have an impact on our pocket. And for many of us, we went through the 2020 pandemic. We struggled with lockdown. Initially thought, oh, well, great. This is three weeks off of life. I'll find something interesting to do. And you had some money to get you by. And then the three weeks turned into months and months and months on end. And of course, definitely added a lot of pressure to South Africans who couldn't be economically active as they were used to being. And if anything, this taught us that we need to plan for an emergency savings fund. Money that you can access as and when you need to for particular emergencies. And of course, when you find yourself in a crunch where money is the key resource to actually unlock whatever opportunities or potential or bills you need to pay. So to tell us more as to how we do this effectively, we joined on the line by Gladness Rupare, investment specialist at Alan Gray. Gladness, such a pleasure to touch base with you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nikul. Fantastic. Good to touch base with you. And I guess for all of us, we're sitting here and we're thinking, okay, saving for an emergency fund, I can do that. It seems pretty easy, but it almost seems as though we need to remind ourselves of the role and the importance of actually having an emergency uh, savings fund. So talk us through that to actually understand why it is that we're doing this before we just go ahead and set up a fund. Yeah, I think it's quite important, as you mentioned in the introduction, that, you know, when events that, you know, you're not expecting to happen um, happen, then at least you have made provision for um, for this um, for this event. You know the the old saying that they failing to plan is planning to fail. So it's, it's important to have a plan. You know when those unexpected inevitable events happen in life. So I think you know just to to sum up um, you know the the answer to your question is that you know there's always going to be something that happens that excess for insurance for your visa for your car. Um, and you don't want to tap into debt, um, especially with where the interest rates are currently. Mm-hmm. And having provision and having made provision for that is quite important. So you don't fall back um, in terms of your long-term goals as well. 100%. But gladness, I can imagine there are many South Africans who are saying, I'm filling up my tank today to get some savings mm-hmm. on fuel. I'm under pressure because interest rates went up last week. Inflation mm. is also at a high. I just need to eat gladness. So I'm going to prioritize <laughs> what I need now before I budget for the long term. And maybe that actually speaks to how we need to ensure that we make sure that we have some form of disposable income to actually mm. allocate to an emergency fund. Because this takes real discipline, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Everyone has their own goals in terms of, you know, it's, it's all quite individualistic. The short-term goals and medium and long-term goals are not the same. Uh, and I think as long as you start, the, the most important thing to do is to start. And, um, you know, you don't need a lot of money contrary to popular belief. That, oh, I don't have enough money to start. Start with where you are and what you have. And you see yourself enjoying the compounding effects uh, you know, of, 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 of putting money aside and, and saving. So I think the most important thing is you know, not envisioning having more money, but to start with, with where you are. Definitely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's about starting where you are and you highlighted short term and medium term goals versus the long term. And that actually gives us some insight into, I guess, a key question as to what's the rule of thumb when it comes to uh, setting an emergency fund target uh, and actually planning for particular unseen or unprepared uh, expenses that you might not be prepared for. Yeah, so, so the rule of thumb again, um, you know, it, it all depends on individual circumstances, but 
um, a rule of thumb is three months' worth of living expenses. So when you sit down and you're really honest and realistic with yourself and, um, and you figure out on a spreadsheet, writing down, um, you know, this is how much you spend um, per month on living expenses, what it is that you need to pay for. And three months' worth of that um, is, is, is sufficient or is prudent to have in terms of putting money aside towards your goal of, you know, this emergency fund. So three months at the minimum. And so going mm-hmm. above that would be, would be actually much better. And what would be a maximum if there is a preferred? Or does it I don't think there is a maximum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is a maximum. I think, you know, the more you put away and um, for, for, if you put that money away for longer, it actually helps um, in terms of the compound interest and your benefit actually from, from putting money aside. So in terms of the maximum with emergency savings, um, there isn't, you know, saying once you reach this target, then you stop. The more you, you, you contribute towards the emergency and also making provision for inflation, right? Yes. Um, so if you're contributing 500 this year per month, next year, everything goes up, like you're mentioning, in terms of, you know, food, the food basket. And there's so many things that contribute towards, you know, our living expenses increasing. And so you have to keep up with that over time. Got you. And I think that's such an important point. So even with the recent uh, interest rates and uh, inflation pressures that we see, Mm. this should also provide us with an opportunity to say, hold on, let me just make an adjustment to make sure that my money grows in line with inflation. Mm. Got you. That's absolutely true. And again, uh, you know, as much as we would like to add on more, um, the most important um, aspect of saving towards an emergency fund is, is just to start. Um, and, you know, start with where you are and try and increase relative to yourself and relative to your previous contributions. And, um, you know, you surely benefit from, from that compounding effect. Mm. As you say, just start. Uh, does this mean that we just put our money into any kind of account? Uh, what kind of products or tools should we be looking to access yeah. here? So the thing with putting money aside is that it can be very tricky depending on how self-aware one is. So if you know that, uh, you know, you're not very uh, prudent and you're not very disciplined with money, and then, you know, having automated behaviors like debt orders would actually help you with, uh, to, you know, to sort of work towards your goal. Um, so having a debit order that comes as soon as your salary comes in and debit order that takes that money away outside of mine, um, you know, will help towards your goal. And also not having, you know, that money mixed up with your transactional account so the money that you're going to put aside for an emergency fund shouldn't be in the same account um, that, you know, you use for day-to-day, things like putting fuel, buying groceries, et cetera. So it doesn't tempt you to use it, uh, you know, when you see maybe that's, uh, you know, something that you would like to purchase and it's not necessarily um, in need for that moment. So putting money away into something like a money market account, uh, money market accounts right now are giving a range of between six to 8% in terms of interest per month, um, that would be something that is separate from your transactional account gotcha. and something that you can still access. And um, it's important, of course, because, you know, you are saving towards, you know, emergency, so you need to be able to access the, the, the account quite easily. 
definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it's all about liquidity, uh, mm. how quickly and easily you can actually access the money that you do require. Mm-hmm. That also takes us to, I guess, uh, as you mentioned, a regular review, right, of our rainy day savings targets and what external factors we should consider. Now, we touched on that briefly with inflation, but I can imagine sometimes we might dip into the emergency savings. We might think, oh, well, that pair of shoes <laughs> is only an emergency yeah. <laughs> versus the first geezer. But uh, talk to us about reviewing our emergency savings funds and how often we should do it. Yeah. So I think with, with life, as you know, with more responsibilities, that you could, we have children, we also have all the new parents that we look after. You know, everyone's response is, like I said, at the beginning of the call, is quite different. So as your life changes, I think it's quite important and, and crucial for you to review how much it is that you need to put aside. Um, if, you know, you had to um, contribute to, to something immediately that is outside your control and also outside of your sort of immediate family um, as well. So every year reviewing that and, and, and really being honest with, um, with the circumstances as well um, is it, quite crucial. But most importantly, because I think to be realistic, um, so if you set a high target, it's a very high to start, right? Because mm-hmm. you think, sure, this is a lot of money that to depart with. But and it's being realistic and, uh, and very overwhelming. But being realistic and really being clear, okay, I can afford to do this. This is doable. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, an uncomfortable experience. Got you on that one. I, I can imagine that as we're having this conversation, someone might be sitting and as you've said, you know, you look at affordability, disposable income, accessing the right products or tools, uh, and then, of course, making sure that they actually continuously review um, um, how mm. best that they're saving. And I can imagine that for some, it's easy to identify the barriers, right, that prevent us from building an emergency fund mm. and uh, help us through that, the mental blocks that speak to our behavior and, and just getting started, mm. as you mentioned. Yeah, the mental blocks is that the obvious one I can think of now is I don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah. I think most of us think, oh, if only I could have more money. And, um, you know, we always talk about the example of, you know, um, how it is different, you know, there's an example of you know, a teacher who was saving towards retirement versus a financial guru um, who was saving towards and he didn't have enough. Um, you know, to, to sort of spend after retirement. I'm using a long-term example here. But, the, um, you know, the, the, the messaging really is it doesn't matter, uh, you know, in terms of mental blocks, doesn't matter what background you're from um, and, you know, where you come from, what's important is where you're going and, and to start. So removing mental blocks like I don't have enough money to start or this won't be enough is really preventing you from taking advantage of, like I said, compounding effects, the eighth wonder of the world. The more you... you the earlier you start, the more you increase provision, the better um, you know the benefit is from you know from, from compound where your money is actually working for itself over the. So it's a habit. Um, so like any habit, yes, it's very hard to start, um, but the automated behaviors help. And once you get into it, really, um, you know the most. I think the most difficult part um, in terms of the mental blocks is to start. So start start with where you are and what you have. Definitely. An interesting one, Gladness. As you say, you know, we need to start, we need to make sure we stick to our goals. And I guess what we often tend to neglect is that sometimes the emergency happens. There's a family death or funeral, it's your um. tires get punctured or the geezer needs to be replaced or something more extreme might happen. And you actually access the emergency funds. And for um. some, it might feel as though, ooh, this has been a great lesson. I need to get back into it. And others just might think, ah. Oh, this is money I've used. How do I get back on track uh, to, to having the goals that I have? So I guess 
rebuilding the liquidity and the capital uh, after having having access to mm. these funds becomes a lot more more critical. So how should we wire our brains, observe our, our behavior, and, and really pick up on, on that habit that actually stood us in good stead? So one would think that because you have emergency fund and you're able to use it, then it's quite obvious the benefit of it. So I think then it actually energizes you more to say, wow, let me start saving again. Let me fill up this bucket again because look at how you know it is saving from this unexpected expense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think it's wonderful. And it doesn't happen often when you have an emergency and you can access emergency funds. Um, I mean, um, you know, it's such a wonderful thing and a wonderful feeling to, to have. Um, so I think in terms of getting back to filling up that bucket, it's quite important to start again from the basics. And I will say, you know, it, it's not a mathematical equation, it's not scientific, but just to go back and say, okay, where am I right now and, and where can I start? Can I start higher than where I was when I had the, um, you know, when I had the first emergency saving or lower? Everything needs to be realistic and, um, you know, aligned to your lifestyle and where you are. But as long as you have some sort of contribution. So I wouldn't assign any kind of percentage or any kind of random number because all our circumstances are different. Like you're saying, what's important is the mindset to just put money aside, no matter what that amount is. 100%. 100%. You're quite right, uh, Gladness. We just need to have the mindset. Make sure that you put money aside. Just start with an emergency savings fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the money aside. Build up the habit. Make sure that you review your goals. Identify the right product. And we make sure that liquidity is easy to access because when the money is needed, you need to be able to tap into it quite quickly and maintain the discipline. Gladness, I've thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with you today and I think these are definitely lessons that we all need to learn and to impart into others as well uh, as we look to make sure that financial flexibility and freedom is something that we can all attain. Thank you again for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. Awesome. That's Gladness Ropari, investment specialist at Alan Gray, joining us tonight to help us understand how we can plan for an emergency fund. And sometimes when we have these conversations, we think, ah, you're taking us back to basics. But the truth is that's what you need to go back to basics to make sure that you're able to propel yourself then into other spheres of financial success and uh, evaluate other opportunities to grow your wealth. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an author financial services provider. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.